Today is podcast recording day, <laughs> and this is Rachel Vote. Today I have an incredibly special guest, uh, subbing in for Miss Anderson, while she, well, Miss Mc, Mrs. McGovern, <laughs> while she's tending to a sweet little babe um, on maternity leave. So thanks to my good friend Josie Rump for subbing in today. Tell them who you are, where they can find you, I can introduce you, but who are you, where can they find you? I am Josie. I'm from Iowa, the little corn state in the middle. And you can find me at hashtag party your rump off with Josie. Yes. Um, Josie and I actually met each other via um, our occupation. Because you already know you guys can find me on, uh, you know, vote for parties on Instagram, on the Facebook, of course. 18 years or older, a feminine energy, if you'd like to be a part of the group that I do. Josie's got her own um, racking out in Iowa. That's what it's all about. And uh, I got a, an empowerment class coming on, but by the time this airs, this is probably like two months later, so that doesn't matter. So I'm not going to talk about any events. You should just hit me up to find out what's going on. That's all you should know, okay? You can totally do one-to-ones. You can do empowerment classes. You can have an in-home party for free. Uh, you can send me referrals if you can't do any of the above. You can also just be a part of the page where there's tons of content that rolls out of there. So um, I am so excited to have Josie today because um, I was just explaining right before we jumped on the podcast that what I love about my relationship with Jess is Jess would openly say this as well that I'm further along in personal development than she is and it's only because I started sooner and I tell her all the time very lovingly she could easily surpass me at any time so we both know it's not about a race it's just that we're in both both an awareness that we know where I am versus where she is and I don't like to use words versus but you hear my heart so um Josie is actually somebody who I would emphatically say is just as linear as I am in personal development, sometimes if not more, for sure. And I know she's been in it longer than I have. So I'm really excited to have a conversation with her today. So if you're kind of looking to amplify your uh, tune in, tap and turn on into personal development, this is definitely the one you're going to want to look at. Now, there has been a podcast previously, one of the very first ones I did. It was kind of a really nice introduction into like, what is personal development? Uh, Anderson and I have done a couple along the way that talked about like kind of fine tuning those skills. So for some people, this might be one where you feel like it is really woohoo-y and that's okay because you need to have the seeds planted. Yeah, that's right. They need to be planted for you because they had to be for me. Uh, you know, two years ago, when if I would have read a book that I was like, mm, okay, all right, universe, you batshit crazy. That's not going to work. Right. But it, it's because it took two years for me to finally go, okay, okay, it makes a little bit more sense. It makes a little bit more sense. It makes a little bit more sense. It makes perfect sense. So I'm, that's what I'm really most excited about. So uh, what I want to kind of start with actually is <laughs> this conversation you and I just recently had about, about the beginning of our friendship. So I've been with the company for eight years. How long have you been with them? Five uh, this month, actually. Oh, congratulations. Well, it was... Well, it was October, so this is start of year five. Start of year five, which is crazy because that, so that means I've been in three years longer and I did not know that. Like, yeah. I kind of thought that we had been in just about the same time, honestly. I started in 2015. Yeah, yeah, I was in 2012. Yeah. So, um, the reason I say that though is because, so Josie is, she, she's far away locationally from me. Um, our team, as we roll up to one person, is in Missouri. So she's two hours away from me. How far away is Tanya from you? Um, Tanya's three and a half hours yeah. from me. 
Yeah. And then I'm four hours from you. Four hours from me. So so you can tell, like, geographically, it was never really, like, in the cards for us to kind of be in close proximity with one another. So it was just definitely... But now with... we work together every day. <laughs> and now we work together every day. Absolutely. And I would say that if you had to look for a silver lining in something really bizarre like um, close quarters and quarantining, it's something like this is being able to connect you with people that you wouldn't have that accessibility to before and wouldn't have really contemplated doing it until your elbow was forced into like behind your arm to figure something oh, new out. We never would have done this or mm -hmm. anything remotely or gotten this close if it hadn't been for the pandemic and yeah. having to switch gears and learn these new cool apps and things. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And so that's why we didn't really come into contact with each other very much. We, we would have team meetings and there would be events and there would be times, time, time to time where we would come into passing. But um, we never had the opportunity to room with each other, although you did room with women on my team, which was cool. Uh, but yeah. the point of that is, is that it, we just said like yesterday, it had to be the way that it was because I wasn't ready to be your friend in this capacity yet because you were further in woohooiness than I was and you weren't ready to be my friend because you can pick your words, but the perception I understood was it was, a, I was a little intimidating and it, I don't know what the word is, but it, but you were asking yourself, why can't I do it if she can do it kinds of questions, right? Bougie, you were, you were what I wanted to be in aspects of the way you had your shit together when it came to your look and your style and, um, your, your business look and what you offered, like you were very, um, well-rounded when it came to the business aspect, whereas I felt like I was coming in like very entry level. I knew the physicalities of managerial in restaurants and I was amazing at that, but this was a different ball field. Like I, I'm not the girly girl. I was a Tom girl, so I didn't have anything more than just my sleek little hippie look that I'd mastered. And that was about it. But you had really cool style and were a very woman. Mm. That's, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, not for the acknowledgement of my femininity, more so because it's funny that you say it. I think it's important we bring this up because you say that it's something that you admired about what I, who I was and what I was. And it's the thing that stressed me out the most in my life. Because I was afraid to embrace my real femininity until I found this business and learned how to use my personal development within the business. That's crazy. Because I read all the books when I was younger and stuff. I just didn't have the courage to put them in play. I didn't know how to put them in play because of the people that I was surrounded by. That's so crazy because I feel like I got into the business because of my femininity and my interests. I mean, I granted, I think that we both had an equal interest in sexuality, but it's because of my femininity yeah. that would like be like, I think that's a lot of people's underlying factors that you have to be a little bit more curious about the human body and sex than most people are at least wanting to ask those questions or longing to know. And then that second factor would have been because, yes, I'm a girly girl and I, I very much like to dress up and do my hair and do my makeup. So that's funny. But yes, it was the thing that stressed me out the most because it was... Because I was an overweight woman at the time, hair and clothes and makeup were things I could control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't leave the house without full face and makeup. And I I just have luckily always had really good skin where I felt like if I did too much makeup, I didn't know how to do it well enough mm -hmm. that it looked clownish versus going with the more natural. But um, I had a different point there. 
I, I really got started in the business not knowing anything about the way it actually is. I, I was always interested in reproductive side of things. Mm -hmm. Like I got my period at nine. I was allowed internet access unsupervised at 10. Same. And I had a reading level of a senior in high school. Same. I was 12. (laughs) Yeah. So I knew, fully comprehended everything that I read unsupervised. Yeah. And so, but I was in the environment I grew up in the, the role I played in my family very much tomboy and I was afraid to embrace the feminine stuff that I did feel mm-hmm. so I always said I didn't like skirts and and blah 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 but as I got older I felt more able to embrace that but for years I lied and said I hate the color pink because I just didn't know how to be the girl that wore pink yeah yeah and that's what pink said at the time was that it was mm-hmm. you're a woman yeah that's funny so um what's what's really great about Josie is like you know off and on for those though I would say so you you've been in for five years and five of those years and then we really kind of started really hitting it off about a year ago but then definitely this year alone of course so four of those years I was trying to figure out the math that's how stupid that was um four (laughs) four of those years it was just kind of in passing from time to time like you would message me if you felt like I could help you with something we'd obviously be at conference so we would hang out at the same time um and it was just funny because I would say like my interpretation of you is like my interpretation of you actually just came from mostly from everybody else like because I had such limited interaction with you it was somebody who roomed with you or somebody that had a class with you or you know somebody that sat by you at meeting that was that was it like so I just did not know you much as a person um at all uh, and when you messaged me it was very I would say I was very neutral like I just didn't have a, a one way or thought or over a thought about it well, one way or the other very blunt and to the point like yeah. it wasn't hey how are you it was hey do you know what page to find this in the uh irg yeah yes exactly <laughs> um and i think that part of it was just like and you sometimes you would because just be like comfortable enough that that we had enough respect for each other in a sisterhood that i could do that with you right 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 Right. And I, I appreciated that because I knew, I, I think that sometimes, you know, like there's, there's definitely ways to interpret when people reach out to you, but I just, what I felt about those reach outs that it was never about an ego. Like she's looking to me because I know best. I was excited because you were excited about figuring out the answer and doing your business. And that's all I want for people who, you know, work with me or side sisters or whatever. And so it was always that notion, like, you know, cause we're supposed to, we're coached to be like, here's where you'd find the answer. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what I know. Here you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was yeah. just, it was just fast and easy. Like you said. So, so here we are, here we are. Um, it, the, the evolution of our friendship, I would say was, in my opinion, I think it was the momentum has picked up because we are both business owners who have a large desire for that to become like a legitimate thing in our brain like we know we can do it and so now we're 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 both in the same track of we've both probably never had the access to the inspirational leader that we were we have outgrown maybe I don't know if I'm saying this right but like we did we definitely we're just we're at the same place where we're more than who we are and we know that and that other yeah. people are where they're at, and that's okay. I think that's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to tread lightly because I'll just say it. Like I'm. I'm I don't want to like say like anything like, like putting Tanya out, who's our sponsor. Tanya loves mm-hmm. what she does, 
And right now she doesn't have a desire to do anything other than being a pure romance consultant. That sounds terrible, but, but for an example, Josie and I both have expanded into health and wellness and we are both very much interested in just like the generalized coaching. <laughs> the hippy dippy life. Yeah. Yeah. The holistic just... side of it. And so it is, and that's why we Peace, have gravitated. Love, and woo. Peace, love, lube, and woo. Hashtag that. Yeah. Hashtag that. So, anyways, oh, I just wanted to clarify that. I just wanted to clarify that because you know Tanya's amazing, and she's she just celebrated 15 years of pure romance the other day, by the way. So I just wanted to um, clarify that. Um, so yeah, so here we are. We work every day together uh, as much as we can, Monday through Friday, at least an hour. And um, the reason that's important is because. It's meant to be like a collective community group for our, for team members or people within business. Honestly, like it's just entrepreneurs come hang out. Um, and because it's just us most of the time, <laughs> we, we get into our flow of doing what we need to do. But then there's this. But we love when other people come in. Oh, yeah. When they do, they're always like, man, I got so much more done today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, just, yeah. Make sure we reiterate we that. Of each other and get things done. Yeah, there's an open invitation still because it's basically like networking, but there's obviously zero pressure to buy from anybody because we're just there to build our own businesses. That's not what it's yeah. about. Well, we can't buy from each other anyway, but and it's just the point. Right. Um, so, yeah. But we can trade and we've been able to do that and help each other. Like our conversation last night, there's four of us that are trading and swapping out and saving each other a ton of money and still being able to showcase a new item. Yeah, because with product testing. That's right, that's right. So um, through these conversations of these these power hours, it does usually have a lot of personal stuff that seeps into it, which is where, I mean, like, I tell people all the time, like, you should have yourself a mastermind group of people. And it's funny because, like, for Jess McGovern, her mastermind is invisible. And I have read that before, like, people who are very high-level often have like people like Thomas Edison and Albert Einstein in their masterminds. And it's not about being crazy. It's just like you envision yourself sitting in a room around a big table with these people. And if you presented your challenge, what do you think that they would say to you uh, to, you know, help you through it? And um, the point of that is, is that I have that, obviously, my relationship with my husband. That's my relationship anchor. And then I have one of my spiritual advisors. an advisor. amazing relationship. Thank y'all. Uh, but then I have one of my spiritual advisor, and she's much more evolved than I am spiritually. So she can always interpret and guide me and so on and so forth. And then now I've got you, what I've never had somebody this lateral in terms of that development. I always have felt like I was searching for somebody who was at my pace and never, I've never gotten there yet. And it's only for the good oh, thing. I it's totally only good. I feel the same. Like besides you, there isn't anyone in my life that I can talk to. Like I can you that's not, like you said, a professional, my therapist or life you know, coach, yeah, yeah, all those things. Very, yeah. you're about it on the the, the plane of yeah communication. Yes, yes. Um, so the reason we say this, guys, is because um, what this allowed for us to do is have that. Like, I I know I can say anything to Josie, and she's not going to judge me. And I know I've had friends that have I've said that to in the past. But this is the first time that I can just go, I'm going to say it and you're going to be able to interpret what I'm trying to say because you know that my words are muddied and you know my words are ugly and you know that they're not the words that I want to have a reflection of my meaning and that's why I'm struggling. So um, there's so much progress in that. And the reason we're able to do that is because we're both really woohooey. We're, we're like, if you, if you wanted to get like like stoned with us and have a conversation, you might be intimidated because you're like, you guys are crazy. And be like, nah, man, <laughs> like this is the stuff we want you to know, but we could never tell you publicly because we're afraid you judge us. 
Yeah, like yeah. last week when I had to remind you about retrograde. Oh, yeah. Like, right. Just a couple more days. Like, just, yes. just bear it. <laughs> yeah, because Josie is definitely farther than I am when it comes to, like, energy and crystals and um, how much that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I'm down for it. I fully believe that. The, I mean, I, I know enough book smart um, you know, women who are in healthcare that would tell you that you're you are wrong if you don't think that there's something that's going on when there's a full moon. You know 100%. What I mean? Yeah. Just with the jobs that I've had, but like if you pay attention, not not everybody, but a lot of women end up cycling with the the moon, whether it's the new moon or the full moon or one of the phases in the middle. If you pay attention to if you use an app it syncs up with that and you look at the lunar cycle, you're going to find a pattern that coincides. Just right. like the ocean tides with the with the moon too, where water, hormones, all works together. Yes. So um, she's farther along in those types of things than I am, but I'm very open to them. And I think that people are more than they think they are. But when you jump from like a conversation about like, well, the grass is really green to holy shit, the reason I was so depressed for 3.5 days last week was because the moon was 45 degrees angular to or perpendicular. You know what I mean? Like there's there's obviously, <laughs> there's quite a quantum leap there, but but there's really not when you think about like, like the tiny little increments when you when you get there. So that's why I'm excited for Josie to be here because I, I think that what we're going to be really good at is kind of presenting some high level stuff but then dissecting it. So when you just talk about something weird and woohoo like that, like the moon and energy cycles and... And all that kind of fun stuff. The way I've been able, my scientific mind has been able to kind of work backwards from this is this really, I want to say complex conversation, but it's only because it was complex for me. But it's really fun. Okay, so um, I learned recently that some people in personal development refer to your experience of sensation as a faculty. Okay, meaning like... Say that word again. Oh, faculty, like a teacher, like the same word as teachers, oh, faculty. but okay. faculty, but that's the word. Yeah, I can see that. My B's sound like my F sometimes. Faculty. All right. So um, as in your skin is your faculty to touch and sensation, right? Your ears are your faculty to your hearing. Your tongue is your yeah. faculty to taste, so on and so forth. And so then when you think about your eyeballs, right? If you would ask somebody, like, what are those the faculty to, most humans, at least, I shouldn't say, I can't, I can't make that assumption. Rachel's assumption was they're the faculty to your mind. And then when I was listening to this personal development book, it was like, mm, not really, right? Yes, because your mind, this is, so let me, before I move forward, right? Like, here's how I got uh, Jess Anderson to kind of see it a little bit better. When you pass away, does your brain go anywhere? No, it stays with your physical body here on Earth, right? So that is a really important thing. It's, it's the brain, by the way, not the mind, because they're two different things, right? But the brain yeah. is the organ. The mind is the functionality that is resulting from the sensations happening outside your body. So um, that's the important guide, is that the eyeballs don't tell the brain and mind what to do. It's relaying the, the information to you so that you can process and get it out. It's going to relay the signals to Hey, hand, you need to wave back to this person who's waving to you. Hey, foot, you need to move forward, whatever. But the eyes are really the faculty to whatever you call what's larger than that. Source, spirit, soul, whatever. And when you ask people, like, where do you feel like you experience your experiences? People would then, again, often assume again, you'd say, mind, right? Mm -hmm. but, but that's not true. 
It's not true. And if you if you stop and pause. It's larger than that. It's much larger than that. If you stop and pause and go, where am I experiencing something from? Again, I think that most people would initially go, well, I think it happens in my brain. But if you're going to, I'm not asking you to think about it. I'm asking you to pause and tell me where are you feeling your experience from. And then all of a sudden it gets a little bit muddier. Like, well, I kind of thought it was in my brain. I thought it was in my face. Kind of feels in my chest. Maybe it's in my solar plexus. I, I don't really, actually, I don't know. Now that you asked me, I don't really know where I'm experiencing the experience. Does that make sense? It's more like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. That is true. Yeah, so the, the woo-hooey part about that is that, yes, source. Source is the thing that's experiencing it. But then when we want to dissect it a little bit more, right? So if you're like, like this is what I needed to kind of continue separating the body as a thing and not as Rachel anymore, is that um, your body is sentient. Meaning like if you were just sitting and none of your limbs were touching, like you're full on starfish in a bed, you don't feel your arms, you don't feel your legs, you don't feel your pancreas inside your body, right? You just mm -hmm. don't feel those things and because you, the body doesn't have the ability to do that. It doesn't have the ability to do that. It's because, again, it's the sensations running through up to your mind where your mind's going, okay, I feel left finger is moving. It's not even fingers moving. You felt the left finger on the bed. You felt the left finger brush against the, the blanket, right? So... Uh -huh. That's again, that's a pause. Like you really have to pay attention. Holy crap, you're right. I'm not feeling my fingers. I'm feeling the resistance of the air between my fingers. I'm feeling my fingers touch my legs. Um, so, and then mm, let's further stop saying my body, stop saying my legs, just say the body, the legs. Anyway, so um, that's a little bit more of those seed planting of how do you separate these things? And why is all of that weirdness important? Because when you can start to understand that your body is just the thing that's acting and you as source, you as whatever you want to call it on the inside there is the thing that's the witnesser and then deciding. That's how you mm -hmm. kind of put the pause in the action. So you don't immediately react in your bad habit. You don't immediately snap at somebody when you're angry. You don't immediately run for the hills when commitment comes up or whatever. It's the pause. Self-awareness. It is self-awareness. But and there's just so many words that it blends together that people are like, okay, well, what's self-awareness? Well, self-awareness oh, is, yeah. is literally taking the stimulus that's happening to you and going, ah, give me a second, processing, deciding how I feel about it. Now I'm going to go ahead and react. Yeah, it is the actual literal process of what you do when you retrain your brain, which is a lot of work, but mm -hmm. it is totally doable. And that's where a lot of people end up with roadblocks is they don't think it's doable because it is a lot of work, but it's completely doable. And if you do it regularly, it becomes so easy. It's easier than living the negative way. Right. And people don't think that's true. And they also don't, they, I mean, I know this was me. I didn't really grasp about how true positive thinking and how much power behind it was like I just thought that was woohooey and I'm like that's stupid thoughts and prayers are idiotic they won't do anything All oh that. I was the biggest bitch about it for a long time that I dealt with um, a lot of internal conflict feeling like a hypocrite for a good four three or four years because I had been such a yeah well that's never gonna happen for me so whatever <laughs> like such a negative well, everybody else is getting fucking married and not me. I'm just going to be single forever. I'm going to be the crazy dog lady. Like I was. You perpetuated your future pretty well there. Yeah. Crazy dog lady. I was completely uptight, bitchy about it. And then I actually decided, you know, I've read all the, these things and 
and taking all these extra studies, like, what if I just tried it? And the more I did, man, it just got easier and easier and easier. And now I don't even recognize the person that I was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think that's a really powerful stuff. So it just is really important because it validates how much all of it ties together, I guess, you know, because like when you just said the word self-awareness, I, I said to myself in my brain, I'm like, holy crap, I'm pretty sure my therapist told me like almost two years ago that she felt like I was gaining some self-awareness. And in the moment, I would say I would have agreed with her, but not to the capacity that self-awareness really means. Like what I was doing was actually just waking up and becoming more conscious. I was no longer just running through the motions of everything I'd ever done before because it finally didn't feel right. Well, I mean, it hadn't felt right for a while, but I just mm -hmm. was running on this notion that it had to be the way that it was because I didn't know there could be another way. Oh, yeah. But now you see the other way and you live. It won't go back. Way, so it won't so go back. So you have become self-aware. Mm -hmm. Not saying that you're the most self-aware person. Right. But you've grown in self-awareness to be able to say you are self-aware now. You're not just waking up anymore. Yeah. Yes. I, I would agree with that. I would accept that title as well. And um, and very humbly understanding that you just you'll you'll never you'll, you'll never be done. And I would even say like a year ago, I probably would have asked for something that would have solidified some, um, end date. Sure. Well, not, maybe not end date, but maybe just like title, like enlightenment, God, sorry, dog, uh, enlightened, enlightened one or whatever. But I do know that, you know, there are different levels like sage and whatever. I'm like, and I'm not interested in any of that now, but, um, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't need a label to define where I'm at. No, me either. And I think I, I still did think that I thought I did. That's a lot of thinking. Um, but just because that's another symbolism of everything we know. Like, how do I define that I'm successful? How do people know that they would want to work with me if I didn't have this thing about me? Well, I've just decided because I'm going to run a heart-centric business. And if people are attracted to that, they're going to want it in their lives. And they're going to want to get a part of it. And they're going to come to me thinking I'm going to fix them. And it's really going to be, I'm going to teach them the tools how to fix it themselves. Yes. And that's all you can do. And that's really what we need more of just in general mm -hmm. on the whole planet. It's true. That's the hippie side. It's the hippie side. So the other, let's flip it over to the other side real quick, because one thing that I can find, or at least I, I can say for myself that I found mildly discouraging, um, not too long ago in personal development was like this notion. So when you start to feel better and you have a better understanding about how to feel better and choosing the better feeling and all that, all those things. Um, I, for me, there was a point of almost resentment because it was like, what's the point of me making myself feel better? What's the point of me learning this? Because if everybody else doesn't learn this, then I'm still just gonna be miserable. Like they're just going to all affect me and my outcome. Yeah, I felt that for a while, too. It was, like, kind of the thought of um, only people with common sense get punished. Do you say that? I grew up hearing that. I've never heard that before. Oh, yeah. Like, people with I, common I sense get punished? Thing. Is that what you said? Like the... Oh, gosh, what is the phrase? It's totally slipped my mind now. Was that it? But 
people, people with common only people with common sense get punished smart people suffer like you know like the i don't know if the ditzy if the ditzy ding dong goes across the street and she this person is a theoretical ding bat all the time and i'm the the smart person with common sense behind her and she walks out in front of the car and i you know i'm the one that suffered because i had to knock her down so that i didn't have to watch her get hit by the car i don't know i'm i'm overthinking and i'm overanalyzing because well but i can't just... think of this phrase of words that i want to use but yeah but the intention of the phrase is basically like if you are kind of tuned out like in your own little world you don't suffer as much as the person who's hyper tuned into like the details is that what you're saying ignorance is bliss For one of the most, for one of the most popular phrases on planet Earth, <laughs> I don't like people with that. common sense suffer, and you whipped out ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! <laughs> uh, but yes, it's still in theory, it's still along the same lines because people of intellect, I think, which is where I hung out for a very long time, are often on a pedestal assuming that they know best because they're book smart or intellectual. And that is just one way to know things. It's just one way to know things. And, you know, um, people who don't necessarily carry the woes of the world on their shoulders by knowing and understanding how complex cancer is or poverty or any of those things, um, it's not to say that they're bad human beings because they're not as tapped into what's going on in, in the world, but ultimately what's 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 the purpose of being here is our purpose to put everybody's happiness and well-being before our own or is it to co-create and be the happiest that we can be and being the happiest we can be means that we're living in our small community town that maybe doesn't have internet access to learn about third world countries that that that's ignorance is bliss right um yes but so yes but at the same time if we're at least aware enough of what we're doing and living at a higher frequency and just being in general a good person opening doors for people that have arms full for whatever reason um just general nice things mm -hmm. then everything grows because it's it's energy like yeah. once something is in motion it continues to stay in motion so you mean if you're neither created or destroyed it's going to amplify and wave out right whereas negative energy is more chaotic and sporadic and... um yes so energy can neither be created nor destroyed either and so when we talk about frequencies right like for me i like to envision higher frequency like feeling good having joy love is it just feels like it's like right like because it's just short and sweet and whatever and then i always envision lower frequency energy like eeyore waves like oh you just feel slow and it's actually the opposite yeah so positive energy is more of a, a softer larger wave and then negative energy is more pointy sharp like stock market mm. Makes sense. Zigzags. Makes sense. The other one's slow and flowy. 
Mm-hmm. Got it. Cool. All right. Interesting. So, um, yeah. So when, if you have not really kind of tapped into, so why is that so important? Like, well, that's the first thing that you need to know is that everything has energy. You you already know that. You've heard it before. You know, the hat you wear on your head, the shoe you wear on your foot. They are all things that have energy. Now, the, the thing the thing that we kind of get looped into is like we start to debating ourselves, well, is it conscious energy, which is different than human intelligence? And that's not the thing. It's just that Everything that everything is made up of has to have energy. But when we can, when we hear the word energy, I think that we're just disassociating with what we think about, like running around kicking a soccer ball. But it is an atom, and atoms do move, so it's got to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, so when everything has energy, and you can see that there's different impacts in in, in those waves and frequency. It is true. Like, it's the same thing like when you run, you run it, we have talked about this on a podcast before, you walk into a room of two people who are fighting, you don't even know these people, you can tell, you can tell, oh, yeah. you can tell because you can feel the energy in the room is different. People will say that phrase, you can cut the tension with a knife. There's nothing it's, to cut, right? A, yeah. A phrase for a reason. Yeah, because you feel like you ran into an invisible wall of, whoa, what was that? You know what I mean? So So, energy wall of literal love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if we can think about that particular philosophy, which is just one example of energy that you see and feel, um, you know, it's the same like you slide down a slide. You don't see the static electricity that you're building up, right? But it's not different. It's still energy that's building up. Uh, So again, that's just two examples of a million that you could have. So the point is, is that it's so crazy to think but it really is true. Like, so if these things are things, they have waves and vibrations, that means the frequency has to have an energy and energy has to be something, right? It has to be good, bad, somewhere in between, whatever. So if you are sending out all that love and vibration, it might sound hippie-ish, but does it make you feel good to send out good vibes or bad vibes? I think you know the answer to that. Right, hundred yeah. percent. It's an easy question. Right, it's an easy question. And so, and when I was trying to like convince myself, quote unquote, to choose the more positive feeling thought at the very beginning, it was like, this has nothing to do with me. Like, this is what they told me to do, so I'm just gonna do it. But whether it's placebo effect or not, you trick your brain into choosing the more positive thought, right? Because you're like. Uh, I really want to flip that guy off for cutting me off in traffic, but I know that the universe will reward me better if I do the better thing, whatever, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's begrudgingly when you're starting it out, but again, 21 days makes a habit, 90 days makes a lifestyle. So if at 21 days you are still begrudgingly doing it, you're probably ready to be a, a nice human being. <laughs> but if you all of a sudden have noticed that it's your new thing, welcome to it because it's the reason I don't have to drink coffee in the morning. That's the reason I don't drink coffee at all, is I just full of natural energy. Everybody has it. You just forget it's tapped in there already. Oh, that's, I don't know if I could go without coffee, though, but I like the taste. Well, yeah. So do you think that, I mean, do you feel like drinking caffeine, though, helps you? Do you feel like it makes a difference when you drink it? Oh, I've actually switched to half-calf. So I bought one of the small decaf and one of the regular, and I mixed it in the empty big container. So I'm getting there, but it is definitely the flavor and association in the morning with yes. the morning. Well, I'm just glad that you said it because you said it's the association, right? So it's just the habit that your body has that this is the thing that wakes me up, yes or no? Oh, it's it's the habit like, a, oh yeah, like elementary eating cereal habit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yes, so the reason I asked that is because um, 
I am somebody who used to drink 32 ounces of soda pop a day minimum. Every day. Every day. And it was like towards the end that I started having a conversation with myself is because it was like I was drinking that much pop and I was still falling asleep at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, obviously now I know that was a sugar crash, but um, it to me was like, well, clearly you're like becoming immune to caffeine or it just never worked to begin with, whatever the case may be. And so it'll be two years in January that I haven't had a single soda pop uh, and I feel more energetic now and I don't even drink any, like I never found a caffeine substitute. I have these like coffee berry extract um, supplements and they do work really good, but it's not like a five hour energy. It doesn't give you like a boost of it. It just sustains your energy throughout the day. So it's just that was one thing that I did notice um, because I went completely caffeine free there for a while besides whatever small amount was in that tea we drank for a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I felt great, but I have also recently quit smoking so I decided to retreat myself in substitution with the coffee versus the, the cigarettes. So it's a give and take. Sure. I would agree with that because like, what's, what do you feel less guilty about popping a cigarette into your lungs or drinking a cup of coffee? Oh, I feel way less guilty drinking coffee all day. Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't think that you should feel guilty, but we, we both know, I know exactly what you're saying. This is not different than, me going from a bag of Oreos a week to uh, a pan of sweet potato brownies to hopefully no chocolate someday, but it's never going to happen, right? But it's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. So, uh, yeah, no judgment, y'all, if you are smokers or if you're working towards, you know, trying to cut the thing out your life because that's just, you know, where we're at now. That's where we're at now. Yeah. Just getting there step by step. Da -da -da. I did it for 17 years. Smoke half my life, and I decided that that is just long enough. I made a deal with myself that when I turn 75, I can start smoking again, though. That why in the world would you say that? Well, because I'll have lived a good life, I'll have had 40 years, 41 years smoke free. By you... then, something's gonna kill me. <laughs> you think at 75, though, you're still gonna miss having a cigarette? Uh, no, but I'm giving myself that option. I gotcha. Well, that's fair, though. And I think that's really smart, right? Because that was part of the connection for me, especially with food, was it was like, you know, every time we go out to eat, which was weekly, it was like I would still have to eat every single thing that I had because I felt, one, guilty for wasting the money, but two, because it was a treat because we never ate out when I was a kid. And it was like, what is the scarcity issue? You know, Burger King's probably not going out of business anytime soon, just so you know. So right. it's the same thing, right? But like telling myself... Uh, okay, you can have a Whopper Jr. and get a small fry because you can always have another Whopper. Just reminding myself that at the ordering menu, by the way. At the ordering menu, before yeah. we even left the house, <laughs> before I buckled my seatbelt, just continuously <laughs> reminding myself, you don't need the huge Whopper that's the size of your face. You don't need that one. Right. Mm. So same thing. So, yes, I'll call you on your 75th birthday and you'll be like, I didn't even want that. Thing. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Or maybe I'll be living across the street from you in Colorado. <laughs> well, that's my hope. That's my hope is that there's a community of all of us out there, right? Big coldest stack. We'll just, we'll all just live on one side of the mountain and we'll all have like, we'll just be like six or seven of us on a property. Like, 
be fine. Sounds good. Yeah. So can you tell me, like, how do you feel like, did you kind of get into your personal development? I know, like, some of the podcasters will have known mine or been able to be a part of it or whatever, oh, but how did it start for um, you? I suffered with depression at a very early age. Um, my parents were extremely, extremely volatile. There was uh, some drug use. And my grandma died the day after my birthday when I turned, well, 1993, and I turned 10. And <clears throat> I, I didn't understand what I was feeling. And like I said, I had unlimited access to the internet because of my dad's job. We were one of the first families in town to get the internet. Um, and then I had a friend about two years after that, um, my best friend at the time, her name coincidentally was Rachel. Um, <clears throat> she ended up having some serious issues when it came to her mental health. Um, and her mom was a nurse and I, I started learning from there. So I was the why, why, why does this person do this? Why does this person have that behavior? Why do I do this types of um, curiosities and I just could never get enough answers so it was just something I continued to study in high school any elective classes that were offered in sociology or psychology that's what I took as well as at, um, at college every single elective that I took was a psych or social class to the point where I got told you can't take any more and it actually apply to your associates like you're gonna have to start using those to transfer for a BS. Um, so, and then I've just continued to, to study and read things as well. My dad was a Catholic, um, but he didn't want us to have anything to do with the church, uh, growing up. He did not want us baptized. My mom was raised with whatever religion her stepdad was at the time. So we were allowed to go with friends to churches and stuff, but nothing was ever done at home. So I, I was very curious with the things I was learning in my psychology stuffs and then weird things that happened to me um, growing up trying to find answers to. Uh, like some people believe in ghosts. I had a lot of issues like there were things that were unexplainable that had happened to me that I'd seen witnessed, experienced so I was trying to figure out all of the hows and whys and it ended up falling into all of those different categories spirituality religion mental health personal development energy quantum physics they all kind of intertwine and intercept at different levels um depending on who you're reading and what year it was written yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because as you were saying that, I was so in my brain, I'm going, okay, so she kind of got into personal development through spirituality first, which is just crazy ironic considering it was one of the last for me. And the reason I got into personal mm -hmm. development was because of business. And so that's just what's so much fun about it, I think, is that, you know, people resonate with whomever for that. Because you had said, you had said like through um, your friend, your family friend who her, her mom was a nurse. And it was through behaviors. Why do people do that? Why do people do this? And one of the things for me was listening to Tony Robbins, who said, like, I just started studying successful people. Why is this person successful? Why is this person not? So it's the same thing. Like, because we're all yeah, human beings. And mine was, why is this person doing this negative behavior? Why is that person doing that negative behavior? Mm -hmm. And 
you know, back then with what I was learning was, well, this person is on meth. This person has a mental illness. Okay. Her mom's confirming. Yep. That is a mental illness. So my assumption with what I've read is right. Okay. This, oh, this person, why did they do that? Okay. Well, they're just an asshole. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. They're, <laughs> like, they're holding on to a lot of anger. <laughs> Yeah. So yours was for the opposite. Why is this person have this success and that person have that success? And my was, why is this person behaving so awfully? Why is that awful? Yeah. Yeah. Which I, which doesn't surprise me to be frank, because obviously for me, like part of like I didn't have my quarter life crisis until I was two years into personal development. And I think part of my crisis was that I was studying success and I was being driven mm -hmm. by success instead of being driven by growth and contribution. And that's why feeling successful in a business, feeling successful in my relationship did not matter at that time. I still felt listless, empty, and apathetic. And it was such a painful place to be when I felt like I had everything that everybody told me would make me happy. So that yeah. was that was incredibly painful um, and so much guilt, so much guilt around all the good things that I already had. So, um, that's really important because, you know, you know, I, I tell people like, I'm like, you can get to where I've got through a quarter life crisis and a midlife crisis. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't recommend it. But, <laughs> but it, at the same time, just because you are self-aware and spiritually aware, blah, 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 doesn't mean that you may not still end up going through absolutely. a quarter life crisis absolutely. because... I've done that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, I mean, that's the argument too that I try to yeah. relay to clients too is right. Like the, I think that one of the misconceptions about personal development is that you'll no longer have ba bad days. And I, I'm here to tell you that that's actually called enlightenment. <laughs> that is like Buddha <laughs> and Jesus Christ. And that is like one in 10 million people that ever attained that on, on earth. So make sure that but you, you can get to the point where you accept, acknowledge, realize this is a bad moment. It's not a bad hour. It's not a bad day. It's not a bad life. This is just a bad moment. I'm going to feel this pain, finish crying it out. Oh, it's only been three minutes. Man, I'm done balling already. That's exhausting. Yeah. Next. Yes. And that's, if, if, you, if I had to coin it, I would say, y'all, that that is low-level enlightenment. That is what personal development is. It's just choosing the better feeling choosing to not let it ruin everything and you have to hear my heart when i say that it's not your... and i love how you say that choosing the better feeling like because that's exactly what i said in way more words <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay because that's what i've learned mostly in this year in personal development is that the struggle is is that we're being too complex in our heads so what we really need to do is mm -hmm. back it up and make it more vague because when we can really grasp the actual idea then then it really Okay, well, if I can grasp the idea of the emotion, now I understand why I got to the next step, why I got to the next step, why I got to the next step, and why I did what I did. Yeah. 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 So vagueness always helps. At least it helps me. It helps me slow down the monkey mind that's just out of control in my brain. So, whoo, yeah, really good stuff for sure. What would you say? Like, what do you tell, tell people, like, what are you into now? Like, what are, what are your favorite ways to personally develop? Right now, I'm really work is, working, uh, working <laughs> and focusing on um, just my own personal spirituality and building my own rituals. Um, and I use the term ritual loosely. Um, it's going to be more of like, um, what's the other term? Tradition. So tradition, narrowing things down. Um, I don't have a solid 
spirituality that I identify with to like label myself. Right. Um, but I feel very pagan, earth witchy kitchen stuff. So it's it's really narrowing down what is me versus all of the things that I know, but what fits me and my personality. So I've got this encyclopedia up here, but it's it's picking and narrowing down. That's where I'm at. Uh, so what do you do though? Like, do you, is there anything that you'd like to read? Is there anything like to watch for those oh, rituals? That's, oh, I've really, I've really been studying the tarot right recently. I've yeah. gotten my cards back out. Interesting. Interesting. So that would, that's not necessarily, yeah, that's not necessarily anybody in particular to follow. Just the, what the, what the cards are and the elements. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, you're way more woohoo than I am yet. The Rider Waite deck is what I use, which is the traditional one. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's the black and blue, like, um, flannel pattern on the back of the card. It's the one you see in all the movies. Yeah, I don't know. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> I had a tarot card reading once in my life, but that was that was just about it. So, um, but like I said, I'm very much open to it because I just think that there's so much of a disconnect between how much is connected. And when we talk about like, we were just talking earlier about like that separation between recognizing your source and your body as two entities and that your body is not who you are, but we've been taught from day one that that's how you, that's your identity is your body. It's you, your finger, your hair, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. And that's, it's not it. It's just like, if you were to think about like when you put on a shoe, how long does it take? Um, if the shoe's comfortable, um, how long does it take before you don't even notice the shoes on your foot? Oh, seconds. Right. Because you've been walking around in shoes all your life. Right. So it's just, and then is, is the shoe a part of your foot or is the shoe creating the experience for your foot? It creates so it's totally creating the experience. Right, exactly. Do you even notice your toes inside the shoe unless you actively wiggle and pay attention to it? My shoes, toes are inside. The shoe. You see where I'm going with this, okay? It's yeah. the same thing about the body uh, and that source as we talked about. Um, so the reason that, that you can kind of start to understand the the moon and so on and so forth and um, all of those vibrational, weirdy, witchy things that we're talking about is because why wouldn't the body be connected to mother earth the same way a tree and a plant are um because we we somehow have this magical force of something where we forget that the earth is not hundreds of years old not thousands of years old it is millions of years old like i was I, we we are connected like and we can connect like if you if you take your shoes and socks off and walk barefoot in the grass when you stand still, you can actually, if you take the time to feel the energy exchanging from the earth and through your body and vice versa, like you can actually feel the minerals absorbing into your hands through the soil and the dirt when you're doing things like gardening, which is, is still an energy exchange but you're also getting nutrients from those minerals, but you wouldn't be getting it without the contact and the energy from the exchange of actually doing it. Yep. That's true. That's really woohoo too, just so you know. 
But it's actually, it's, it's not, it, but it is, and it's not different than like sitting in a tub full of water and your skin gets hydrated. That's why you get pruny because now your body can't absorb any extra water. It's not different. It's the same thing. You just forget like, oh, I'm touching dirt, I'm touching leaves, and those things can be absorbed into my skin. It's also not different than when we freak out about dyes and colors and things and fabrics. It's, you know, it's the same philosophy. It's absorption. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was watching this, I don't remember, something to do with the dinosaurs the other day. And then like, like when you look realistically at how old dinosaurs are when they were like I think that sometimes especially because like things like Jurassic Park we think that they were like literally here three decades ago and it's like no that was a different planet it's a different planet and the reason I say that is because if you think about that evolution we went from um obviously we went from like nothing to dinosaurs to vertebrates to to humans to evolution to plants and whatever it only makes sense that we are who we are today because of that reason the plant had to the planets had to collide with the other planet so that it spun it off its axis, which gave us the exact distance away from the sun so things would not freeze, but they wouldn't like burn up. They would be the right energy. It had to be that the moon was right where it needed to be so that oxygen was created for trees and trees created carbon. It, it had to be this way for us to become human beings. And people just think we're just here. People just think that it's just, it, it, we're just the more prominent species. And it's like, no, mother, we're just a part of this cycle. We just happen to be conscious beings. So no wonder your body, which is not yours anyway, I keep saying your, it's not yours anyway. Ooh. No wonder it's affected by static electricity and the hair stands up on your body or that women sync with cycles or their best friends because it's part of the earth. It came from it. Yep. Literally the only thing that separates you, well, not literally the only thing, but one of the th- really cool things I learned is that did you know you do, but do you know podcasters <laughs> that you have the same things inside of you literally that stars are made out of because of that reason it collided somewhere landed in Earth you were it was absorbed into your stardust you got stardust you got carbon that's all it is it's fancy it's carbon but still yeah it's all connected all connected all connected and that's what I, you had said something earlier we were talking about like eventually everything kind of like intersects which is true i think that like if you had to put like i'm raising my hands above my head as you can't see podcasters but <laughs> but like that's what it is is like here when you're at, if you're when you're at one particular level right maybe you're studying intellect maybe you're studying spirituality maybe you're studying health and wellness whatever those are mm-hmm. there's their individual things that you're doing but as you climb the ladder personal development like you had mentioned and you start to notice well obviously Obviously, there's going to be a connection between your relationships and your mental and physical well-being. Obviously, there's going to be uh, connections oh, yeah. between your passion as well as everything else. And so, as it, as it all stems up, they only, the, the ladder gets smaller, the, the, well, the V-shape, whatever. And that's why they're all connected. And that's why I feel like I'm at a place where, like you had said, you're studying your woohooiness, And I'm at a place where I'm still studying intellectual personal development because that's where I came from was that science-backed Ooh. thing that makes sense to me. But the sciencey stuff is pushing me into the woohoo And that's what's been really powerful for me because it helps to make more sense. It, it does. And I, I guess I do go a little bit back and forth. I guess I was trying to avoid going there in the first <laughs> podcast. But, um, like, if there's anything besides the cards that I am studying right now, it's um, the theories of extraterrestrial life helping or not helping kind of uh, development of the planet. So you really knew that I didn't want to go there on your first podcast. Meaning like, so you don't want to tell people that you are studying the potential that extraterrestrials have their hand in cultivating what's happening on planet earth. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why? Because you were afraid of being judged, right? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. But we oh, actually... Yeah, we, that is crazy stuff. It is crazy stuff. But we talked briefly about that. Like, right? Like, because yeah. I had said that there was this guy that I had read something about. And I'm like, he's a little too far for me. And he does believe in extraterrestrials. I will openly say I don't believe in extraterrestrials. I believe that there's... Well, I shouldn't say I don't believe in them because I believe that there's absolutely the possibility of having plant uh, life on other planets. I know it's not a, uh-huh. it's not an anomaly. Uh, I don't believe that they have anything going on, on planet Earth. I do believe that that's just higher spirits and God and stuff like that. But I think that's probably and similar. I've gone back and forth because when I was much younger, as intelligent as I was, it was terrifying. So I was in complete denial and no, those they don't exist now ever. And as I got older, the science part of me was like, but this doesn't make sense. And this doesn't add up. Mm. And there's hieroglyphics over here. (laughs) So maybe, and that's kind of where I've gotten the idea for, well, maybe. It's not that I'm a diehard. This is definitely what happened. It's a, that's an interesting idea. And it kind of makes a little bit more sense than that one. Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about that is that we can be at a place in our friendship where you can tell me that, and I'm like, okay, this girl's batshit crazy. You know, like, at this point, and it's not even just because and you're my friend. And we joke about it, and I don't feel judged. And yeah. Yeah. It is, it is easily chuckable. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. Chuckle? Laughable. <laughs> Laughable. Um, but I also feel like I'm in a place in my life where I could also go, I might be willing to sit down and hear what you have to say, because I've seen Stranger Things convince me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah so this was so much fun i am so grateful that i was able to, to get you on my calendar and uh figure thanks for it's a, inviting my me gosh, this yes. was a lot of fun good i'm glad i really hope that some people get some stuff from it even if they're like these girls are just crazy that's fine that's fine you would have a great time with us i'm telling you smoking a bowl and figuring i've been called stuff worse out. my last name is wrong for me ah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so speaking of that remind them where can they find you once again Hashtag party your rump off with Josie. Hey, and y'all, I already said you know where you can find me. Parties, <laughs> vote for parties on Instagram, on the book of face, private page, 18 years or older, feminine energy. If you're looking for some uh, intimacy, wellness, and sexual, sexual, I said that backwards too, sexual building is what I was gonna say, sexual wellness and intimacy building. Um, stay tuned for events, things like I know, I know. Sometimes words don't come out my mouth very well. well it's 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 something i'm kind of known for unfortunately so it happens you ever made a mistake i made a mistake (laughs) (laughs) all right so um thanks so much again for being here i'm sure you'll be back josie and uh we uh thank you so much for uh tuning in if you got something from this we do recommend you share it to somebody you can remember you can put it right into their dms you don't have to put it on their facebook wall whatever you can even copy it and send it to them in text message if you really wanted to uh send us some topics if you are interested in hearing some things that we talk about i love when you guys uh throw in some things into the hat for sure and that's about it i think so stay happy stay healthy and wash your hands bye-bye